Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ants. They're organized, industrious, and hungry. But in the undergrowth, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Empires of the Undergrowth is a fast-paced ant colony management game developed by Slug Disco Studios. Underground, you build your nest, construct tunnels and store food. On the surface, your ants claim territory, gather resources and clash with other colonies. Head to thenakedscientist.com forward slash empires game for more. One, two, three, four. I tend to shout when I talk. Ready? Are we really keeping the bath running? It's atmospheric. You need to turn it off. No. It sounds like we're like at the seaside. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're at the seaside. <laughs> no, that's just the bath running. Because well, why is the bath running? I'm cold. You I'm to, sitting here with my coat on. You need to it's soak, freezing. Your bo- soak your bones. Yeah, and, he, and I've got to get to work soon. So we've got to cram this one in. <laughs> it's going to be a high quality podcast. <laughs> In case you might have forgotten, you are listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Lee Milner. I'll go and turn the bath off. <laughs> and Chris Barrow. Won't it be cold by the end of the podcast? Shh. Yeah, shush. It's like me on the night. Shh. When you're snoring. Right, so. <laughs> Can I ask you this, right? When you were a kid, did you ever get a Christmas console? Did you get like a PlayStation or a Sega in the, for Christmas? Yeah, I got a Sega. Now... When you unwrapped it, because it was your first ever console, right? What was it like? Just t- I know where you're going with this. Go on, talk me through the process. I'm not sure I should talk about this, because I, I haven't told my mum and dad that I know this. Go on. Well, I re- my, the first ever console I got was a Sega Mega Drive, and I really, really, really wanted one, like desperate. I must have been about, oh, I don't know, probably a 10, 11, mm, yeah. Ten, let's say yeah. 10. When I unwrapped this present... Instead of coming in like a Sega Mega Drive box, mm, an official box. Well, it came in. Like, <laughs> it came in a cardboard box, mm. just a brown cardboard box. Mm. We know where they got it from, down the market. <laughs> no need to pay full price I for mean, the console. It's fine. It worked fine, and Dad got loads of games. Um, of course, he did. But yeah, I'm sure it was real, the real deal. But yeah, it, it came in a brown box. But I mean, as a kid, you don't you don't mind. You don't mind, do you? You just play. It's just when you kind of you know get older and you think, why did my Sega come in a brown box? Because mm, it came from the market. Oh. <laughs> my first console was a Sega, and when I opened it at Christmas, uh, I was so excited. And this is on video of, of me as a kid, and I go, "Yay, cardboard!" Oh wow! I just really loved. It. I didn't know what it was. You I just spend a Christmas round at ours then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was so happy to just have a box of cardboard, and I used to like you know those little poppy things that like the bubble foamy wrap. stuff. Oh, bubble wrap! It was all about bubble wrap. I know what to get you this Christmas then. <laughs> Sorted and very cheap as well.
This month on the show, Alex Redpill Rhodes is heading into the Matrix. You'd have thought Keanu Reeves might have had enough with computer games, considering the last one he was in was uh, Cyberpunk. We've also got reviews of Halo Infinite, Jurassic World Evolution 2, and in Retro Revival, it's Pokemon Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. I've got a theory, right? If you put the word festive in front of anything, it makes it Christmassy. Obviously. So now it's time for the festive news with the festive Lee Milner. Have you got any bells? Fortnite Chapter 3 is out now. The island has been turned upside down, quite literally. You can slide, swing and use Spider-Man's webs because of a collaboration with the new Spider-Man film. One of the challenges is ram a snowman with a vehicle. Merry Christmas. A new Splinter Cell is finally coming out. It's a full-on remake of the original game from 2002, The last time we saw a game from the franchise was in 2013 with the release of Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. There's being stealthy and then there's not releasing a game for like eight years. Whoa, call back. Now you've probably noticed that almost everything is sold out for Christmas. The console shortage continues because, as we've reported before, there aren't many semiconductor chips around these days. So no PS5, Xbox and VR headsets for you. And what chance do we have when Microsoft had to use Xbox Series X dev kits for its recent Halo Infinite tournament? Even Microsoft can't get hold of Xboxes. That is mad, isn't it? That Microsoft themselves are struggling to get enough Xboxes for their own Halo Infinite tournament. They they will say, though, this is literally because of a pandemic. Yeah, but it's been going on for a while now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) We all feel it. Stop kidding around, Snake. Snake! Now imagine if uh, playing video games, right, could make you better at football i'm looking directly at you here Chris. i used to be a goalkeeper so i i couldn't kick a ball to save well that's the problem i couldn't actually kick the ball so someone had to come back and do the the clearances for me when i was in goal that's how bad i was wow so you need i mean you need all the help you can get well you've been finding out about a new kind of technology that does just that Soccerbot 360 is the first programme of its kind in the UK to help football players improve the way that they play. The Soccerbot features a circular playing field with a diameter of 10 metres and a total area of 80 square metres. The all-around walls become the practice area and playing field, as well as a realistic pitch for simulated games with full match analysis and replay. Projection screens depict effective training and review sequences, thanks to leading-edge technology that tracks both the player and the ball. So how does it work? Well, you stand in the middle of a 360-degree video wall, and then images are projected onto it. You then pass or shoot your football at the wall based on what you're seeing. The ball then bounces back, and that develops your reaction speed and decision-making. Daniel Held is from Soccerbot360. Above the player, we have a... Like uh, uh, we call it a technology capsule with the projectors and an image tracking system. So we can track all the players and balls in, in the soccer bot. And so we can measure how, how hard and with which feet and at what time the, the wall has been kicked. And you can even relive in-game situations and work on your decision making and passing from previous games. 
The Premier League team Norwich City are following in the footsteps of clubs in Germany by installing the new technology at their Lotus training centre. So what do the players think? Well, here's Nelson Kumbeni, who's a midfielder for Norwich City's under-23s. It's a whole different experience because you end up seeing the game in a whole different light. And with even with the small games, it just helps you beneficial for the fact that you need to get better, especially checking your shoulder for myself as a midfielder. The technology uses something called gamification, where you use techniques found in video games like high scores, badges and avatars to encourage players to enjoy things like training even more. Well, Dr John Iger is Head of Innovation and Data at Norwich City. I think it offers us uh, a unique opportunity to be innovative in terms of how we work. Uh, there's evidence that suggests that the next generation of player will have to be even better in terms of how they see the game how they process the game and how quick they make decisions Soccerbot gives an opportunity to test those areas. But this technology isn't cheap, the whole thing costs a million dollars to install however though compared to how much some footballers get paid that's a relatively small amount of money Norwich City also spoke to other German clubs before committing to the project. Red Bull Leipzig is one of the earliest Bundesliga teams to adopt this training tool. So by combining esports, artificial intelligence and real-life training, could this be the future of football? I love that story. That's a great find. Norwich City. Mm. I mean, it needs to help them a bit. <laughs> They ain't doing too well. <laughs> but what, and in Germany, they use it and all yeah. over the place. It's the future, isn't it? You know, gamification. It looks amazing. I just want to have a go. I've been thinking, though, I wonder if they'll start using it in other sports as well, because as an ex-hockey player, that would be really, really helpful. We've seen that cricket thing, haven't we? There's a pub where you can go and play cricket and the uh, computer will bowl you you a ball mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and they can put various types of spin on it and to help with your technique it's amazing isn't it yeah it's really good it's great to see actually gaming being used more in sports altogether uh, I, I i just want to go that could be next year's christmas present maybe i can use my work to like go and try it out yeah go on then <laughs> put the request in I just want to mention non-fungible tokens. You know the NFTs that everyone's on about all the time? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is where you can buy, for example, uh, you can get a pair of trainers that are not a real pair of trainers. It's just a digital representation of trainers. There were some that sold recently for £20,000. Um, and then you can use them in video games. This is bonkers. So I know what else I could buy with that money. Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> but gaming companies like Ubisoft are saying this is the future, that because there's going to be a metaverse where we're all playing mm -hmm. games mm -hmm. and linking up with each other, that people are going to want to buy, you know, like a splinter cell stealthy mask or whatever You've got to, to wear in the game. Good. You've got to look good online. But you'll never, you're never own it. Well, you do own it, but you'll never be able to touch it. This is almost like the Matrix in a way, where you kind of plug in... And because no one will ever see you in real life, you have to look good online. So you're buying these things. Because that's how people things. will see you. And also because they're limited edition, so they only make, let's say, a hundred uh, special Fortnite hammers that you can pay 20 grand for, and yours is the one with serial number one, they reckon that if you buy that in a few years, you might be able to sell it on for more money. So that's the gamble. Mm -hmm. Weird world, isn't it, that we're living in? What have we got? So, time to review uh, some new games now, starting with Halo Infinite. Even though this technology will save humanity in the war to come, I must remind myself 
liquid crystal cannot rise on its own. Titanium alloy cannot prevail in the face of extinction. almost an infinite wait time to actually play parts of this game. Oh, really? <laughs> Ridiculous. They released it in stages, but the main campaign and the multiplayer is now out. There's more modes coming next year. I have always hated Halo. <laughs> One of the reasons <laughs> I didn't buy it... well. I'm always a, I was a PlayStation when I was a kid. Yeah, same. Um, with the PS2. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I didn't like Xbox and didn't buy the Xbox was because I didn't really like Halo. Oh. It's not really my kind of game. Okay. So this is the perfect game if you're a Halo fan. Because <laughs> it's basically like old school Halo, but with better, but better graphics. graphics. But yeah. everything else is the same. The bad guys are the same. You play as Master Chief. The guns are the same. You've got a grappling hook this time. So you can be falling down. And then if you're about to miss the ledge, you can go... You can and then you can fly up to it. Which is awesome in the single player. But in the multiplayer, they didn't bother to put the grappling hook in that. And I thought, well, isn't that this game's whole gimmick that you can move around the, mm, the world mm. much quicker. I think you've got to compare this to Destiny and Destiny 2, which are kind of the spiritual sequels to Halo. This is obviously a different developer now because someone else bought it. It's just not as good as Destiny. As just, simple as that. Let's just go back to basics, though. For anyone who has never played Halo, mm. like myself, what's, what's it about? You know like how Goldeneye was the Nintendo 64 first-person shooter that used to play and kill all your friends? Yeah. And that was the multiplayer, kind of one of the original multiplayers. Well, Halo was like that, except you could play with people online. Okay. So it was like the original... I remember. ...Xbox version of it. You would play red and blue, and you'd go head-to-head with each other. So if you're not a fan, like you say, of the original, it's not really going to be for you. The only way I would say it's worth getting is if you've got the Xbox Pass, you can get it for... It's a 10 quid a month subscription. It's just part of that. So you don't have to pay any extra money apart from the Game Pass. If you want to buy it on its own, it's 55 quid. Uh, I got the Game Pass for £1 because I signed up for it again. <laughs> you say that, though, but you know, in comparison to other games, it's not badly priced. It's about, it's about the same, but yeah. it, it's not, it doesn't break any ground. Just because unlike, you don't like Halo. No, but it doesn't break any ground like new games are. Like Ratchet & Clank is a next-generation definitive game. I get that, but... This isn't. When, I'm, when I you know, talk to people and they say, what do you play, Lee? And I said Ratchet & Clank, they go, oh, God, no. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> No, I know. I, I'm totally with you. But if you are a fan of Halo or these sort of games, this is going to be quite exciting. You're going to be buying it already. I think for, it's more for the people who are sitting on the fence. If you're looking for the groundbreaking next generation Xbox game, which we've come to expect from this generation because there yeah. are so many, yeah. this doesn't quite do it. So what would you give it out of 10? Just a, a solid 6 <laughs> out of 10. Nothing more. Nothing special. <laughs> now, the sequel to Lee's favourite ever game has just been released. Jurassic World 2. Yeah! Evolutions. Oh, I right. can't wait to talk about this. We ignored all the warnings. Forgot the lessons. We abused our power. We played with genetics like, uh, like it was a toy. We weren't careful. And now, ah, here we are. This is a very different world. 
So you got in last night and, mm. and you were doing the podcast today mm. and I thought, you're not going to have time to play this. And you went, no, I'm playing it. Go get me a gin. We're sitting down and we're spending four hours, four hours. on Jurassic Park. So I did the demo and I thought, well, I haven't really played enough, but you've like smashed through that. Yeah. So what's it like? Amazing. So what kind of game is it, first of all, if you haven't played the, the first Jurassic World Evolution? I'd say the simplest way to describe this game is if you've ever played Sims, mm. it's like Sims, but with dinosaurs. The graphics are so good. That's the main difference between the first game and this game. The graphics are just amazing. It's almost like you're watching the film and then you're literally playing. And the main aim of the game is that you have to run your own Jurassic Park, mm. basically. You've got to keep it running. You've got to keep the dinosaurs alive. You'll start uh, building stuff. You'll start building enclosures. Then you've got to make sure that the, the dinosaurs are healthy. So you've got to put food in there, get kind of the vegetation right. Then you've got to start building platforms where people can come and view the dinosaurs. But, the, but so then they can break out, though, can't they? Then Which things can go wrong. So that <laughs> there might be a hurricane, and that's going to destroy uh, the fence. So the T-Rex the breaks free and then eats all of your brackets. Brachiosaurus, and then it all goes to... I'm going to beat that. <laughs> but what's interesting about this one is that you can capture wild dinosaurs this time. So this is the main difference between the first one and the second one. The first one, you kind of they kind of dump you in this weird world and say, right, buy this, and off you go. Breed them from the Breed lab. Breed them, yeah, from the lab. Whereas this one, it actually talks you through it a bit better. You're given clear instructions. You hear the characters from the film as well. They kind of guide you through it. My favourite, obviously, Jeff. the sexy Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Lots of different things. Snow maps as well. Now, the only voice that they haven't got is Chris Pratt as... Um whatever his character is. I can't, I'm not that much of a fan that I would remember I'm not, his I'm not name. that... Owen, Owen. Owen, yeah. I'm not that bothered. So it didn't affect... Because that was the only thing that made me think, oh, they got a guy who sounds like him to do the they voice of They obviously Owen. spent all of their budget on Jeff Goldblum, which I <laughs> Correct. fully support. Correct. Playing the, playing the game in a Jeff Goldblum t-shirt and Jurassic Park hoodie. But yeah. anyway, I think this... I wouldn't bother buying the first game at all. Just skip just it. Just skip skip the first one and just get this one because this is ten times better. The storyline's better. The graphics are better. Everything's better about this game. You, I appreciated the tutorial this time. <laughs> I think no, it, you you need to be told what to do. It didn't tell you the because last game. in the in the first game you're just kind of like building a park and then it all goes to pot and you just think well, and also the money doesn't you get a certain amount of allowance as well to spend on the park and with this one you get a bit more so you're not worrying about money too much but that's my details Jurassic World 2 Evolution is on PlayStation, Xbox and PC it's about 35 quid as well so relatively cheap Bargain. they've also released the early Cretaceous DLC downloadable content pack already which I slightly am a bit annoyed by because it's only been a month and I think well hang on a second just put that in with the game it's a little bit cheeky yeah. to separate it out for yeah. 7 quid but anyway what are you going to give it out of 10? Um, bearing in mind the last one you gave 9 out of 10 there's got to be a 10 out of 10 then. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for this one. If you love your dinosaurs and you're a Sims fan as well, you might actually, or a roller coaster tycoon fan, you will absolutely love this. So I noticed a game online recently called Artful Escape that had been nominated for three game awards, which is a very big award to be nominated for. And it was in the best direction category alongside Deathloop. Now, Deathloop's probably my favourite game of this year. So I thought, hang on, let's check this game out. I watched the trailer and it looks amazing. So you're standing in the shadows of Johnson Vendetti, huh? 
it ain't so bad. It's just that I guess folks think they know who I am, where I should be going. <laughs> Your uncle is a folk rock legend. Okay, great start. And you are trying to be a folk rocker, but truly, deep down, you love hard rock and roll, like you're a space rocker, right? Is this the story of your life? And that's why I like this game so much. So it's called Artful Escape, and you essentially play guitar through alien worlds as you run through them. Who I, I would they come right, up with this? I want to talk to the developer of this game. In our next podcast, if we can get a chat, with whoever called, came up with this. I think they're called something like Beethoven Dinosaur or something like that. Oh, That's the name of their like company. the coolest people ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so this game, you basically hold X to rock on the Xbox because it's an Xbox exclusive. And if you just hold it down, your character will be running along, soloing on his electric guitar for the whole game. Some people have said that their thumbs hurt because they held the button down for five hours. That's how much you can rock. Um, the story's <laughs> hilarious. It's like it's like a really quirky story, like in the vein of like Psychonauts. Yes. Uh, that kind of thing. So it's a bit out there. It's a bit out there. It's kind of funny humour. It's very, very good. Everyone's wearing glasses in the game, which I find super weird. I was like, why? Why does nobody <laughs> just have uncovered eyes? I find that strange. Uh, also, this is massively pedantic, but I used to be a guitar teacher. When the guy is playing the guitar, his hands are not doing anything like what they should oh, be Oh, you, you no, would notice no, that. No, no whole, one cares. It's a game where a bloke plays a guitar. They should have consulted a guitar teacher. <sighs> anyway, it's not really an action-based game. It's more just a funny story. There's lots of good guitar jokes as well. There's like a plant and page shop, which they're famous rockers, obviously, uh, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. But the plant and page <laughs> shop has, sells plants and books. <laughs> I loved it. There's so many like, little... Uh great jokes there's, there's a bit of screen tear and i thought it's not that complicated a game to be no. running on the xbox no. next generation xbox come on but Does it's it out look now good? It's, it looks really good Does they, it? they were worthy nominee for best direction they didn't win it because definitely oh. won it but they were very very good if you want to play artful escape uh, we gave away a copy on twitter actually but it's out now and it's included with the xbox game pass so you don't even have to pay anything extra for it or if you want to buy it separately it's about 18 to 20 quid nice one so just as we recorded our last episode they released the brand new pokemon game or games pokemon's games what's the plural of pokemon wow. pokemon's <laughs> sound like an old video don't i it's like cacti- cactus with cacti pokey pokey pokemon pokemon shining pearl and brilliant diamond have just been released You'll first travel to a nearby lake alongside your childhood friend. A Pokemon encounter waits for you there. Once Professor Rowan, a Pokemon researcher, recruits you to complete the Pokédex, your adventure begins. This is the Sinnoh region. Comprised of expansive mountain ranges, grassy fields, bountiful lakes, mountain paths, and snow-laden trails, Sinnoh is a land both rich and rugged in nature. You know how they remade those Pokemon games that you loved, like Pokemon Yellow, Red, and Blue? Yep. And they were amazing, weren't they? These ones are terrible. Oh. Why did they remake That's sad. these games, Diamond and Pearl? It, they've made it like Animal Crossing. They've totally no. borrowed the art style from Animal Crossing. It doesn't work at all. 
unlike the other games like Sword and Shield that I, I really enjoyed and they nailed the aesthetic and the vibe, this one just didn't feel right to me. The characters felt a bit off. Look, I quite like the Animal Crossing sort of style. Don't you think they thought actually Animal Crossing so popular let's kind of evolve with the times (laughs) you like that I totally get it but there was no other noticeable improvements to the original games unlike you know the other remakes that they've done the battles are better and everything it was just too similar do you think we're coming to the end of the Pokemon franchise people have been saying this for a long time but then we've got Pokemon Arceus coming out soon I disagree with people who say once you've had red and blue, that's it. Well, no, no. of course not. They've made some absolutely incredible Pokemon uh, games. But I think uh, if the, if the quality is going to start dropping, it's going to actually put people off. Get Sword and Shield if you haven't played them. Don't get this one. If, just according to me, it, it didn't work for me. But if you loved Diamond and Pearl... How much is it? 50 quid. Oh, Very pricey. That's quite pricey. Just a quick mention of a retro revival that came out not so long ago. They've remastered Skyrim, or Elder Scroll V Skyrim, if you're a pedant. 10th anniversary edition, it's so, so much better than what I remember. I played, you know, those games where you just play loads, and I've forgotten that I'd spent that much time playing Skyrim. Like Fallout. Right, like Fallout. How addicted were we to Fallout? It's exactly like that, right? Skyrim... The original thing where you, you go down this hill in a cart and you're about to be executed right, right at the beginning and it, the screen was a bit teary and it wasn't looking great. And I thought, God, they've remastered this. What, why do they bother? And then you go inside an underground cave and it's all okay. And like the Fallout games, you get that moment where you then enter the massive ah. open, the wide world opens out in front of you and you think, this is the absolute bomb here. This is just amazing. <laughs> Like the arrows shoot and then they stick in things and the dragons are so much better. Like I was so, so excited to go back and play this. It's now PS5, so apart from the beginning, it runs really smoothly. It's only 30 quid. Unbelievable. Bargain. Get it now. I used to be an adventurer like you. And I took an arrow in the knee. Do you think people, when they listen to this... Because this, this is what I'm like. If I listen to my favourite podcast and they're like, oh, get this, it's only 20 quid. Oh, get this, it's on sale. Oh, get this, it's £30 in the bargain. At the end of it, you kind of like, you've literally just like been on your phone and you've spent about 100 quid. Should we work out at the end of this episode how much we've told people to spend? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, lots of lots of good stuff out at the moment. Now, um, Something for free though now. Exa- yes. So there was a really cool tech uh, demo for the Unreal Engine called Matrix Awakens, which is a demo for the... Unreal Engine 5, and Alex Rhodes has been giving it a go. Uh, so, here we go. I was just thinking, actually, this has obviously been co- coincided to release with the new Matrix movie. You don't really get adaptations of uh, movies anymore, probably because they had such a reputation for being absolutely dreadful, apart from Goldeneye. We've got the normal Matrix, you know, the scrolling green numbers, enter, X. I wonder if this is going to be a bit like Astro's Playroom, the sort of demo that comes with the PlayStation 5 to show off the controller. Like many of you, I work with computers. What's Keanu Reeves? You'd have thought Keanu Reeves might have had enough with computer games, considering the last one he was in was uh, Cyberpunk, which didn't go so well. This is just showing off the graphics at the moment, and they're very impressive. Cars just come screeching through. But at the moment, obviously, this is basically a big, long cutscene. Ah, here we go. Unreal. (laughs) It's supposed to be (laughs) unreal. 
Oh, here come the agents. Bit of slow-mo going on. It does look very, very good, but as I say, at the moment... Oh, here we go. I can switch targets. So I'm switching targets between which um, tyre I want to shoot out. Ooh, it's quite easy at the moment. You just kind of flip between like right and left. Again, graphics very, very good. Ah, they're hopping slowly closer to me. It's like Frogger. Oh, one's on the car. I kick them off. Boom! Missiles flying through the air. It's a bit like, um, it reminds me a bit like of uh, Time Crisis at the moment. I fire, oh, it's bullet time. We couldn't get away without using a bit of bullet time, could we? Bridge collapses, cars explode, smash, kaboom. It all explodes. Like the launch of Cyberpunk. And that is the Unreal Engine 5 demo. Certainly worth the time to look at, as I say, you know, well, it only took about four or five minutes. But it was very much a kind of interactive cutscene, showing off what's possible in Unreal 5. It's exciting. If this is the start, it's exciting because it looks really, really good. Um, oh, 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 hang on, we're, we're on toggle mass AI visualization. Oh yeah, no, oh, you see, it does look really good in night mode actually. But we'll have to see whether you know can it support? <laughs> can it keep going like this on a real open world game without tearing itself apart? Do I get a chance to walk around now? Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Oh yeah, doesn't look like there's any screen tear or anything at the moment. So there you go. I was about to say, you know, we'll have to see until it gets, a, you know, you get a real chance to walk around in a world rather than a cutscene. And they've already done it. Ah, you see, no. I ran out in front of a car and all it did was just kind of bump into my leg. <laughs> so, you know, but this is just a demo, isn't it? Will it blow your mind? Like maybe, you know, jumping from a PlayStation 2 to a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox to a 360? No, I think we've probably got to the point where we sort of expect these... We're spoiled, really, aren't we? Um, And we expect these sort of leaps. um, And the days of leaps are probably over. This is going to be shuffling towards incredibly lifelike um, games. But I'm excited to see what happens, you know, when we get a full game on Unreal 5. Unreal 4 was the staple for many, 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 many years. It's held up very, very well. But now it might be time for an upgrade. That was our Matrix Simulator. It's so weird to watch this, but this is like the future. Just being able to press a button and then you can see it looks real, but then it suddenly turns into, you know, behind the scenes, how the engine is yeah. running the yeah, world. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Although I still can't kind of get Alex, an image of Alex out of my head wearing the glasses and the cape. And Agent like, Rhodes. <laughs> bending over that's backwards. what he's like when he's drunk, I think. <laughs> Uh, you can get that on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. There's a demo now to try. It's free, so give it a shot. It's pretty fun. Hello. Hello. Follow me. Okay. And that's it for 2021, a year that we can say goodbye to. <laughs> Thanks, 2021. Hang on a minute. We moved house. We've got this lovely studio now. That's true. That's pretty cool. 
lots more DIY to do. That's why I want to look forward to the back of this year. <laughs> but hey, we've got a new episode of Monkey Island Discs coming out with Rihanna Pratchett. I'm so excited to hear this. I love Rihanna. I spoke to her early this year about a game that she was involved with uh, from an independent developer mm. in Essex. Uh, she's so cool. Well, she so she did the big Lara Croft Tomb Raider she sort did. of next generation games. She did Heavenly Sword as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just so happens that her father is Terry Pratchett, who wrote all those amazing books. Mm-hmm. And she actually talks in Monkey Island Discs about the fact that he introduced her to gaming. Yeah, no, he was so cool. <sighs> so, so cool. Amazing. So that's coming. Uh, what else can we say? A new year on the way. And loads more games to play. Oh, my bank is like, hang on. <laughs> You just you just bought a washing machine, and now you're trying to buy more games as well. Just have to work more, mate. I'll go make you a coffee. You go. You get in the bath. A, I'll go have a bath, and I'll, I'll go make, and do some medicine. Actually, you can make the coffee oh, as well. Thanks very much. Ants. They're organised, industrious, and hungry. But in the undergrowth, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Empires of the Undergrowth is a fast-paced ant colony management game developed by Slug Disco Studios. Underground, you build your nest, construct tunnels and store food. On the surface, your ants claim territory, gather resources and clash with other colonies. Head to thenakedscientist.com forward slash empires game for more. <laughs> 